We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this is our podcast about the paranormal. Yeah. Yup. It is. We also share uh, occult stuff, ghost stuff. I guess ghosts are paranormal. I guess that falls under that category. The paranormal and the occult. Yeah. And also marijuana. And also marijuana. So there we go. We covered our bases. Yeah. Great. Got them. Great. And uh, this week, we are welcoming back my partner, Jeff, who, if you recognize his voice, he A, does our disclaimer, and B, was in a, our little weird from October. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Well, hey, howdy. Thanks for having me back. But if you remember, that was Rough and Tumble podcast, Jeff, and this is just- Oh, normal. I'm this sorry. Is, this is regular podcast, Jeff. We're getting regular Jeff this year. Yeah, this, I think this Jeff. is a yeah. You're getting some regular old Jeff, and um, I think that's that's a good base, Jeff, for your for your listeners. That's a good a comfortable base, Amounts. a comfortable broth <laughs> that you'd be yeah of Jeff that you'd be it would it would bring it bring you back to to good good old times. So what? Okay. Which? So is this like grounded Jeff? So yeah, we have like is, rough and tumble Jeff. This is chill grounded Jeff. This is this is. <laughs> base broth jeff you know what i mean it's the broth before you put the ingredients in it it's it's still nice and flavorful but it's not doing anything too crazy it's just giving you what you need all right okay so if we're sick we need the medicine that is jeff perfect we're we're pretty sick sick yeah how many monster tattoos do you have (laughs) 11 whoa i got 13 man oh to see all those tattoos on your instagram later tonight yeah we're gonna post them good i hope so well jeff do you want to tell us how you're doing this week yeah sure so you know um jess was like hey you want to uh talk about something weird on my podcast and i was like yeah i could talk about something weird so i was thinking for a while about a few weird things that i could talk about and uh 
I got reminded Jeff, of... we asked you how you're doing, not what you want to talk about. How I'm doing? I don't know. I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. I'm doing... That's an existential question. I'd, I'd, okay. I mean, I'm doing... Should we come back to you? Yeah, I want you to know. We can I'm circle doing, back I'm, around. I'm doing great. Why don't you ask me again? Ask me how I'm doing again. Okay. How are you doing? You know what, Sam? I'm doing great. I'm having a good time. I've had a few beers, and I'm, I'm primed and amped and ready. This this base broth, Jeff, is ready to roll. Sick. That sounds great, man. <laughs> good. Sage, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff has had a few beers. Yeah, he has. To me. <laughs> Two. Three, maybe? I think I'm on my third. Well, I feel yeah. left out. Anyway, I, I'm i doing pretty good. Um, I have a job interview tomorrow, so I'm a little stressed out. But other than that... Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I feel like I've had a really fucking long week, and it's only Tuesday. So, um, dude, did I say this last week? I might have. Anyways. Maybe. Time is meaningless right now. I go to True. work, and then I come home, and I get high, and I play Minecraft Dungeons. So I guess it's okay. That sounds all right. Yeah. So I guess that I'm okay. <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Thank you. I have been chugging water today. Oh, good. Same. I've been trying to, like, finish my water bottle before I get to work in the morning. <laughs> so from the time I wake up to the time I get to work, I'm trying to drink my entire bottle of water. Nice, 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 nice. So that's good. Plus, I drink yeah. a whole other one. And about my third. Psh, it's pretty much a record, I'm pretty sure. I'm proud of you for staying hydrated. Thank you. I find the, like, the goal of, like drinking one entire container of water before you do really anything yeah is good yeah and it helps you wake up in the morning it definitely does yeah because i don't have coffee until i get to work and then i still have to wait for the espresso machine to warm up it's a hard life smh (laughs) smh you're right over there jeff yeah i'm fine okay i'm doing great we're doing good we're doing cool (laughs) and nice cool and nice okay well well Jeff, did you drink any water today? Yes, I've had some, I'm hydrated. Are you sure? Yeah, I've had some sparkly water. Okay. Some nice loud water direct from the source. Oh, I saw a debate on like Instagram or something the other day. Somebody was saying that apparently there's a whole like group of people that think that carbonated water does not count as like water. What? What? As it's far water. as like why? That's what I'm saying. As far as what? Why isn't it water? I don't though? know. Hydration? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't think that's how science works. That's not how. Science I didn't think works. so either. I literally like saw a whole debate on it online, and mm. I was like, I don't. That sounds I suspect. Don't think this is real. Sounds suspect at best. I mean, we like learned this a couple weeks ago because I found out that like basically anything <clears throat> you drink, even like stuff with caffeine in it, doesn't have enough caffeine to dehydrate you faster than it's hydrating you. So you're still mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. hydrated, you know? Yeah. So true. Carbonated water just uh, still counts. It's still water. Just it's sit literally for me. water. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely still water. It's angry water. Yes. Yes, it's loud water. But it's water. Loud water. All right. Well, uh, do you have any updates or anything? Updates. Not you. <coughs> After I'm finished coughing, because <coughs> I vape you too get hard. ripped. Um. Oh, we are working on getting some um stickers and some more mugs and some other stuff made for our patrons. So if there's anything special that you want to see, just let us know. We're talking to somebody right now about um, what options are available to us. So if you have any ideas, now is a good time to bring them up. 
rolling papers. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. And we're going to try really hard to get custom rolling we're papers. I don't know if that's... So uh, I don't know if it's possible right now because you have to buy like a certain amount in order to like get them custom made in the first place. And normally it's like you have to buy like a few hundred dollars worth. So it's kind of like, hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We're figuring it out. <laughs> but I'm excited for that. Other than that, I don't have anything. Okay, cool. I also don't have anything. Sick. I also don't have anything. That's good. Oh, you didn't prepare anything for this evening? Wow. I just don't have any updates. Are you guys, so what, what, how familiar are you guys with Heaven's Gate as a whole? No spoilers, don't give away the ending, but have you, you have you guys have heard of it before? Or how familiar are you guys with it? Kind of familiar. I am familiar with it. Okay. The guy's eyeballs, the guy's face, you remember the guy, you've seen him. His head is like a sphere and his eyes are like popping out of his skull Uh oh have you ever seen a picture of the guy i don't think i've ever seen a picture of oh shit you got i want you to go to google right now i want to see this fucking reaction right now i want you to google marshall applewood i'm gonna wait until we learn about this guy because i need i need the double no 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 you need to see him first applewood i think seeing him first is very important all right well everything is coming up marshall apple white heaven's gate it's marshall oh maybe oh man i got auto corrected on freaking yeah it's apple white <gasps> i got auto corrected yeah, yeah he I, looks... saw, I heard that uh i heard that uh he looks like a member of the undead <laughs> yeah i apologize it's apple white after i just wrote all of this all day i got auto corrected but yeah marshall apple white oh my god he has never looked normal. There's like pictures of like younger him and he's like still doesn't <laughs> look normal. Yeah, Dude. I'm not sure how to describe him other than a very strange um you know what I mean? He's just it, a weird just looking a motherfucker. Very bizarre looking man. No wonder yeah, he so. ended up doing what he ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, so that's Marshall Applewhite and uh his giant eyeballs. So I figured I, what we should do is um to get started is get a little bit of a background on him and Bonnie Nettles, who was his, I guess, kind of like co-founder um, of the group Heavensgate. So in May 1931, May 17th in Spur, Texas, he was born. Uh, his father was um, a well-respected minister, Marshall Herf Applewhite. I've never heard the name Herf before, Herf. Um, Herf. but that's 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 a name. How do you what, spell what's, that? What's Wait. the how do you spell that? H E R F F. I like the double F. Yes, the double. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> What's the name in the uh, episode of Beach Too Sandy? Just oh, Dorcas. Dorcas. Yeah, it reminds me of like Dorcas. But um, so he was his so he was born to that to Marshall Herf Applewhite, senior, who was uh, thirty years old, and Louise Nee Winfield, who was also thirty years old. He was one of four children that they had, and um, due to their father being a minister, they were obviously incredibly religious. So, um, and that was in Spur, Texas. I don't know much about Spur, Texas, but um, considering it was 1931, even if I did, I'm not sure it would be too relevant. But um, to me, I mean, it was probably a very rural area if I were to take a guess. Um, Applewhite went to high school at uh, Corpus Christi High, and then he went to Austin College where he was active in a few student orgs. Um, I couldn't find any information on what the student orgs were. I'm assuming a few of them were at least religious, but I'm hoping one of them was like dodgeball or something <laughs> cool like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, I don't know, but whatever. Um, 
So he uh, he graduated with a degree in philosophy. Boo. Uh, got married a woman named Anne Pierce. Uh, he had two children, and he decided he wanted to become a minister uh, at the Presbyterian Cemetery. So he he did that for a little while, um, and then dropped it because he decided it wasn't really for him. Um, and attempted to pursue a career in music by becoming the uh, music director of a church in North Carolina. So that's kind of the beginning of his life and uh, what he did as far as his education and what his early aspirations are. So like, honestly, kind of pretty normal for the beginning of his life. Like, you know, there's nothing, I don't know, I guess you have to be pretty weird to get a degree in philosophy, but um, Mm -hmm. just kidding, just kidding. Sorry. But, but yeah, like nothing, nothing too strange. Right. So in 1954, he got drafted and served in the Army Signal Corps. And uh, after his service, he went back to school to get his master's in music and focused on musical theater, which I don't know. I think that's a little that's a strange jump from uh, philosophy to me. But um, I mean, I guess I have a degree in psychology. and um, I don't know. I, th- I felt like that was kind of a little bit strange. But I mean, philosophy and like music are both like arts right yeah so it's like a creative field in a way is, is philosophy like i guess it is yeah a it's technically field. i like don't even it's technically considered an art yeah like when so. you get your like when you get your degree it'll say like Associates bachelor of, of arts. arts or whatever yeah interesting yeah. i did not know that well regardless he uh he he got out he went back to school focused on musical theater um, but his music career never really panned out because he, you know, he tried to like make it big as a singer. It didn't freaking work. So um, he taught at the University of Alabama, and uh, eventually, and this is where it starts to get a little strange. Um, he lost his position at the University of Alabama because he tried to date one of his male students Womp. while he was married and had two kids and was like very religious. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so. sorry. Hang on, guys. I like one. Just realized that. My computer isn't charging. And two, I missed everything you said because my internet cut out. Ah, poop. Oh, no. Are you charging now? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye. I can't hear you. Oh. Okay, it's charging now. Yeet. All right, where did you stop hearing me? I don't know, about 30 seconds ago. What was the last thing you remembered me saying? Oh, I don't know, man. Um, all right, um well. Actually, he... Was just, uh, we were discussing, uh, what kind of degree philosophy was. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, so he, um, okay. he went back to school after he went to the army for a bit. Yes, yes. Right? Everything's being weird on my screen. Um, Stop touching stuff. <laughs> You're touching I'm stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not touching <laughs> stuff. You're touching stuff. All right, there we go. Um, so he got drafted in 1954. He served in the Army Signal Corps, and after his service, he went back to school to get his master's in music, focusing on musical theater, which I thought was a strange jump, but yes, allegedly yes, it's not. Yes. Um, his musical his musical career never panned out because he like tried to become a singer or something in New York, and um, probably his that, that or he was too bizarre looking. But um, so he, he taught. <laughs> his face is just off putting. Every <laughs> yeah, single person not, who like sees him is like, is too nope. scary. Um, so he, uh, he, he let that go and he taught at the University of Alabama 
before losing his position for trying to date one of his male students. Whoa. Wow, married with two kids. And, like, I mean, also, this was 1954. Very so, interesting. Um, a, trying to date Ooh. your students, bad. Trying to date your male student, double bad. Wow. Yeah, double bad. Scandalous. So, um, obviously, his super religious family was like, that's not kosher. He separated from his wife, and two years later, they divorced. Um, she kept yeah. the kids. Yeah, so, checks. Yeah. So that's when stuff started to get weird in his life. I mean, at least in my opinion, it was probably weird before that. But but um, after getting kicked out of Alabama, he moved to Texas and tried to teach at another university there, the University of St. Thomas. You know, he taught there for a while and was moderately successful. He was regarded as an engaging speaker and a stylish dresser by his peers and his students. That's I love so that they funny. included <laughs> stylish dresser. Dude's got he's got that drip, bro. <laughs> Dude's he dresses out. flashy, so no one notices his eyes. Oh, true. Everyone look at my outfit. Don't look at my face. Yeah, don't look <laughs> at my freaky ass eyes. But um, during that, he was the head of the music department, and he sang for the local church, and he even um, helped perform at the with the local opera so i guess he wasn't really that bad uh at this point in his life he was also openly gay which is a little weird because he also attempted to date a young woman and her family convinced her that 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 he was nuts so um that's probably good for her i don't know who knows whether or not that saved her life or not but um her family was like yo this dude's really weird you probably shouldn't date him (laughs) he's like she you know finally you relented agreed with them and dumped him and he got he got wicked sad resigned from his position at the school and said that um he developed depression as a result of that breakup and that's why he resigned but there are some rumors that swirled around about him being in yet another relationship with one of his male students and that he was forced to leave again i i didn't find any actual evidence of that but you know it's probably somewhat likely people that do shit like that do it again in my opinion it's Uh kind of like a repeat offender sort of deal so i think it's i think it's interesting that he just keeps jumping from school to school and trying to date his male students (laughs) stop trying to date your students guy yeah if you just like dated some random dude instead of a student i don't think how else do you meet guys though well i think that's his issue is his only way of meeting men is when he's in a almost a borderline predatory position Bad. So, Definitely. Probably mm-hmm. not great, dude. Mm. Not a great look. And it begins. Yeah, seriously, and it begins. So I do love that part where the 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 chick's family is like, "Yeah, this guy's fucking nut." Or she's Whoa, like, so "Okay, dub seven. He's like, "Wow." Um, but yeah. So anyway, he was he was probably trying to burn one of his students again. Not good. And he was so, like, oh, conveniently I just got dumped. I can use that so, as an excuse and look like a dramatic little baby. Right. Well, I think this to me, obviously so far into the story, I think this is the weirdest and my favorite part in the entire story of Mr. Mr. Applewhite. I'm not sure if you're ready for this. So after he, he resigned from that position, he moved to New Mexico. Oh boy. And opened a deli for like half a year. And everyone loved it. I guess he had like a ton of customers and was like allegedly Bro. pretty popular in the area and had like somewhat of a following. Like you just like opened up. Wow. You just, you just like made some bomb sandwiches for like a half to three quarters of a year Dude. and did well. Fuck. Two things. Two, I have two comments about that. My first one is that I think his crazy face would have passed in New Mexico. 
That's the thing. Definitely. In Albuquerque, that shit's normal. Yeah, there are enough like people with crazy eyes in New Mexico to where that shit's normal. That's true. So I think that would have passed. Weird. My second comment is that he should have stick he should have stuck with the deli. Like that should Yeah, I mean dude, allegedly people liked it. <laughs> he was like doing well, like you it, it was a it was a popular deli in the area. Was it in was- Albuquerque or um, I couldn't find out where in where in New Mexico it was. Okay, well, I need to know. So you keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, try and Google Applewhite's Applewhite's Deli or whatever. Applewhite, oh, Applewhite's Deli. Wow, that's I don't such know if a that's nice name. name of it was. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's the name of it. But oh, Sunshine Company Deli in Taos. Is that what it was? Yikes! In it Taos, was in Taos, New Mexico. Yes, so that definitely makes sense because Taos is very strange. So wait, that, are you, that was the one that was only open for like half a year. That's amazing. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Sunshine Company Deli. Yes. That's totally what he would fucking. Cute. Name it. Anyway, very strange. So I, I mean, honestly, to me, that's that's one of the weirdest parts of the story so far. Is like, yeah, you know what I'm gonna do after all this other fucking shit? I'm gonna open a deli. Just gonna make some sandwiches. You know, why not? Just make some roast beef. Like, let's fucking go. Like, wow. I just think that's just very, very strange. But so um, he, he moved back to Texas after doing that for a bit. And his father died when he moved back to Texas. He lost a lot of money um, taking care of that situation and went into a depression after that started borrowing money from his friends, which is probably not a good sign considering he had, you know, just been successful in his last few endeavors. And to me, that's kind of like the sign he's beginning to mentally deteriorate. Wait, wait. Um, and kind of... I have a question. Yeah. How did taking care of that use all of his money? So taking care of his... Like, funerals are expensive, and I don't know like oh, what okay. his father's living situation was before he passed, and like maybe he was in a lot of debt and stuff like uh, that. Oh, okay. Is what I'm okay, assuming. Okay. Like, it's possible his father was in a lot of debt or something like that, but... Yeah, that makes sense. He, he like, lost a lot of money, quote-unquote, taking care of that. Okay, um, okay thank and, you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But he started having to, like, borrow money from people, which, like, I, I think that's, like, a bad sign. Uh, considering... He'd run a few businesses that were popular. He could have just done that again. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of like a sign he like gave up, which like isn't really mm-hmm. good. So this is where things like actually start to get weird, weirder than the deli. And <laughs> the um, deli. Th- this is where this is where shit starts to really get bizarre because he meets Bonnie in 1972. He meets Bonnie Nettles, um, who was a nurse that he allegedly met while he was like donating blood or something. There are a few different alleged stories, but I like that idea. He, yeah, he met her, and she had a few similar interests to his regarding theology and philosophy, and like biblical study. So I, I think they call it theosophy, and it's like a theological philosophy. I, I think uh, that's what yes. that is supposed that to be. That is so um, Cut them in half and put them shit. together. Nice. I, I really don't like it. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I, I'm thinking that's what that means. I kind of that hope is it's not what it means. Yeah, but. So good. <laughs> they they became really good friends, and uh, according to some later quotes, he claims that he felt like he had known her for a long time, um, and that they must have met in a past life. Hmm. Sometimes you just know. So, okay. Yeah. Sure. So. A lot of people, um, and this is this was new information to me. I thought he, you know, was the crazy one the whole time, and I'm, I'm obviously not pinning all of this on her. But allegedly, she told him that um, their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials. Oh nice. yeah! Nice. This is, oh yeah, I told you this is where yeah. So nice. and he convinced the the mentally weakened Applewhite that he had a divine assignment. 
which I think is a little strange. Like this whole time I thought he had like drug this poor woman along, but it, I mean, obviously it sounds like she's. So it was her that, idea. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of what it seems like. I mean, like. this so, already sounds culty. Yeah, like, I mean, it was already, he was already like very strange, but the uh, the whole divine assignment thing not great so yeah um yeah. Th- this new information from nettles convinced Applewhite that the uh, traditional christian doctrine that he was following was not correct and he started being studying alternatives like astrology and, and a few other you know other philosophies and, and theologies so he also began having dreams at this time where he was a martyr and depicted like jesus Oh, which is where start, stuff starts to get bad. You know what I mean? So a lot of experts speculate that this is when he started having some schizophrenic episodes oh, um, no. because he was getting, you know, divine, divine quests from his dreams. I and, didn't um, know things along that those part. Things, right? Yikes. So, oh, yeah, this gets, dude, you have no, no idea. No, I don't. This is like, we're at, we're literally, we're standing on the top of the iceberg, like smiling and hugging right now. <laughs> like you have no idea. So that's going on and this is about the time he started living with bonnie nettles and even though they lived together their relationship was not sexual at all um she was actually married during this time uh, eventually her husband found out that she was just like living with this other dude even though they weren't having sex or, or they didn't have like a real relationship like that um the husband was like yeah this is fucking weird and divorced her and took custody of the two kids um which yeah i'd, I'd probably do the same thing <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, if they hadn't had that discussion before, then yeah. right? I don't think they had had that discussion, but I mean, yeah. But either way, Applewhite at this point decided, hey, I'll cut all of my ties from my family as well um, around now too. Though that's going to be totally cool, and we're going to be our own little like cohort thing. So weird. Um, that's what they Bad did. Parents. Yeah, and at this point, um, this is where experts and psychologists start to kind of disagree. Some people say that um, nettles kept Applewhite from deteriorating further at this point, said that they were like the only thing that kept him even somewhat grounded. Um, and the other ones say that she was strengthening and bolstering his his newfound delusional beliefs, that she was the one that was, you know, saying, yeah, like these this, this weird sh- shit you're dreaming about is all true. Uh, um, you know, take it all to heart. You need mm-hmm. to take it seriously. Interesting. So um, obviously no one will ever really truly know the answer to that question, but... Um, Applewhite and Nettles opened a bookstore after this known as the Christian Arts Center. Hmm. And uh, this bookstore carried mostly books from spiritual backgrounds um, and a lot of them, a lot of different spiritual backgrounds. So like it wasn't, you know, just necessarily things that only they believed. in. They also launched a venture known as No Place, as in K-N-O-W-P-L-A-C-E, like No Place. And they taught oh, classes on mysticism um, and theosophy. Theosophy again, yeah, dude. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> so they, they, that's the, that's what they taught taught classes on. So um, neither of those ventures really panned out. So they ended up closing them a short time later. Um, in 1973, they traveled to the Southwest and Western United States and began te- teaching people about their beliefs. Um, and they drove from area to area to speak to whoever would listen. They didn't have much money, um, so they usually sold blood to get the money that they needed to continue traveling. Nice. Uh, when they didn't have money, they would just not pay for their lodging payments and live off of like bread rolls and camp in parking lots and things like that. Huh. So they're having a great time traveling. At this point, you could either consider them um, mentally ill or kind of like traveling monks, um, whichever you you know really wanted to consider them. 
A little bit both, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe a little bit of both. So, um, at this time, they're one of the first people, an, an old friends of theirs that really believed in what they had to say, visited them in May of 1974 and became their first convert and traveled with them a few times. This is kind of where the story becomes the story of Heaven Gate rather than just the story of Applewhite and uh, Bonnie. So pack your pack your bags. Here we go. Away! Do you guys have any like questions so far? Or... Should we put a trigger warning on this? Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. It's probably a trigger warning for... I'll just put a content warning on it. It's I'll okay. Just, I mean, you might want to cut that out because it's kind of like a... Uh, I feel like it's kind of a spoiler, but... Okay. So by... By June 19th of that year, Bonnie and he had kind of drawn up an outline for their beliefs. They believed that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than everyone else, which ironically is kind of comparable to QAnon. They all think that they're like on like a higher like level or some bullshit like that. It's really uh-huh. weird. So, yeah. um, so they had like pamphlets, obviously, like all the cults did. And theirs described Jesus's reincarnation as a Texan, um, which was just an insanely thinly veiled reference to Applewhite himself calling himself Jesus. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Super yep. gross. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you know, that's when the shit gets wild. Right. So at this point, they also began to refer themselves as the two witnesses, which are, if you're familiar with the book of Revelations, um, the two witnesses are the people that basically watched the world end. They're the two witnesses to the end of the world, right? So they refer to themselves as the two witnesses, as described in the book of Revelations. They visited churches, 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 they visited churches, churches. calling themselves the two or the UFO two. And they believed that they would be killed, restored to life, and in the view of others, like while people are watching, transported onto a spaceship they referred to this event as the demonstration and it was to you know prove their claims about being of a higher you know um, evolutionary order or whatever it was so obviously they went to these churches and they got mocked and like laughed out of them because you know you're going to like a deep south church and saying that you know you're gonna get sent onto a spaceship after you die and yeah yeah they're gonna be like that's cute like no please leave so they obviously <laughs> leave. yeah didn't go well <laughs> did not go <laughs> bless your heart did not go <laughs> did not go great yeah so they did that for a bit um as they continued to get kicked out of churches and get mocked they realized that they needed to reach out to extraterrestrialists rather than religious people because they'd have a much greater chance at finding followers and like-minded individuals um, amongst extraterrestrialists than uh, uh, religious people. Uh, so uh, they, yep. Yeah. Cause you know, you can, you can guess why. Um, yes. A little more open-minded, probably a little weirder. So they published some ads for meetings and they recruited some disciples that they lovingly named the crew. <laughs> Me and my crew. Me and the crew. The crew. T-H-A. Me and, me and my homies. Me and my crew. <laughs> the you ain't crew. messing with my crew. <laughs> so they claimed to represent beings um, from another planet. Bonnie and Nettles to them, to this crew. They, they claimed to represent beings from another planet. Um, the next level is what they claimed to represent. <laughs> yeah, this I know. This literally it gets sounds worse. like it, a it, dance it, mob. It literally like gets worse. The dude. next level. We're the crew. We're going to take the you to the next level. level. Yeah, we're about to... I'm about to triple triple tail whip <laughs> and triple tail whip to no handlebars and crack open a large monster and shotgun it on this. 
we're getting the next level now. Um, but so they called themselves. Um, they 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 represented beings from another planet that they referred to as the next level, and they sought participants. These this next level sought participants um, for an experiment. They stated to that those who agreed to take part in the experiment. They stated that they would be brought to a higher quote a higher evolutionary level, which is a theme that comes up many more times in this theology. So they're saying that we'll like bring you to a higher th- a higher evolutionary level if you take part in this experiment. So in 1975, during a meeting with 80 people in the home of one of their disciples at this point, basically wow, 80 people, 80 That's a lot. people, dude. Yep. They let everyone know that there were two witnesses. They were the two witnesses written to the Bible story at the end times. So they started telling that story again. Great. And uh, they got some more followers out of that, which is just very strange. So um, later that year in 1975, they gathered up all of their, quote, crew at a hotel in Oregon. They had all of them sell all of their worldly possessions and say goodbye to their loved ones. And they immediately, I hear that cat, um, they said goodbye to all their loved ones. And they immediately vanished from the public eye after that. And uh, some news stories emerged about them all disappearing, asking, you know, had they been taken? Had they gone on their spiritual journey or whatever? But um, no, they had actually just begun um, hiding underground and traveling across the country. Uh-huh. At this point, um, Nettles and Applewhite referred to themselves as Doe and T. And Nettle, uh, Applewhite was Doe and Nettles was T, which I'm not sure what the point of that was. But... Um, that's what they called themselves now. It was about 100 people at this point traveling across the country, sleeping in tents, sleeping bags, um, and begging on the streets, essentially. This allowed them to, to escape detection from you know, the police and the media and allowed them to grow their circle and influence even more um, you know, without being under the eye of um, you know, any discerning eyes. Yikes. So they um, got a larger amount of their following to start believing in this higher level. And they wanted to try and get them into this higher level before they continued further. Fun. Very. Sorry, my my app pooped itself and went all the way back up. Poop. Dude, I love the next level. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. So they began they began using a lot more al- aliases during this this period. So the Doe and T, they went by Bo and Peep as well. Boo. Um, and there there are a few others that weren't as funny. I thought Bo and Peep was pretty much the best one. Yeah. But, you're right. Um the group also gave itself a few more names in this period. They they weren't they weren't Heaven's Gate yet. So they were the they they changed from whatever it was earlier to the human individual metamorphosis is what they called themselves for a little bit. And at this point, Applewhite then started claiming, um, you know, directly and actively that he was directly related to Jesus and an evolutionary kingdom level above human um, is what he started claiming out loud to people that, you know, showed up to his talks and things like that. So um, this googly eyed man, if you Googled him at the beginning, (laughs) is now claiming that he is evolutionary at a higher level than you and I and is essentially divine. Yeah, he's got the 180 view. (laughs) That's true. Well, that means he's not an apex predator because his eyes are in the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Maybe he's from a world where there's no predators. <laughs> or maybe he's a fish. He might be a fish. <laughs> I like the idea that he's a fish. Yeah. He's not an apex predator. His eyes aren't on the front of his face. They're like yeah. basically on the sea. He's not looking hot. So 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 <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> if you if you read his writings he, he definitely believes that he's the successor and in, in present representation of Christ on earth. So he, he thinks he's like the current incarnation of God, Christ on earth. 
and he starts to claim in his presentations that his vehicle is inhabited by the same alien that that was inhabiting Jesus and saying that Nettles, Bonnie's body is inhabited by the vehicle um, of God, which is an interesting claim to make, in my opinion, when you're a homeless traveling across the country selling blood. What? But I guess that's possibly what Jesus was doing. But I feel like if you had God on your side, he'd like make some gold out of thin air so you guys could sleep. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know how God magic works, but you can't usually just make gold out of thin air. You can't? Not. Well, you can make water into, you can turn water into wine. I feel like you can turn yeah, so it's air transfer- into it's gold. It's transformational, yes. but I don't know if it's, okay, you so can turn air into and things. Turn it into- yeah. All right, so he should have yeah. been able to turn some pebbles on the goal or something. Okay, like okay, yeah. But um, the moral <laughs> story didn't work too well, didn't didn't work out too hot, so. I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> they continued growing their sphere of influence. They continued traveling throughout the United States, proclaiming the gospel of their metamorphosis and the divinity of the UFO too. So their membership started growing through the late 70s and 80s, um, early 80s, although it was mostly... People think it was mostly like left-leaning, you know, like hippie, hippie types of people, like um, new wave people that were into this. But, um, you know, that was somewhat true, but it wasn't like it. that's what it all was. A really uh, so, a somewhat prolific uh, Republican running for office in Colorado, John Craig, a Republican running for office in Colorado, joined them, joined the cult. Oh, uh, interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So fast forward through that. It's 1985 now. Um, Bonnie Nettles dies of liver cancer. Oh no, um, dude! What? Yeah, and Applewhite starts um, getting a little weirder. He has some revisions to the texts. They're starting to get a little bit aggressive, um, and they're beginning to be considered a cyber culture form of religious thought reform. And by the mid '90s, they kind of become reclusive, and they only use their website to recruit followers, and they spread you know a few more a few more theologies so he starts claiming that the hail bob comet or haley's comet is the secret to their salvation and to their ascendance to this higher kingdom of 11 of revol- evolutionary reform he starts you know bringing up haley's comet a lot huh. after she dies so um you can say he starts getting even weirder um after she passes which i'm not sure what you want to consider that if that's like a testament to her actually keeping him somewhat grounded or you know he was just already bonkers who knows but yeah. um so that happened they started getting a little bit of media coverage at this time because they had a few more members than they did before um jacques valet's book messengers of deception described a weird public meeting that was ordered organized by applewhite and he expressed fears of the groups of religious outlooks and in january of 1994 um la weekly ran an article then on them at the time they had changed their name again. They changed their name to the Total Overcomers. Boo! And that's, that's what that's what the God, article these people was are on. terrible at making. Yeah, names. really not good with names. If we're going to be honest here, so they did that. Um, and uh, this is this is weird. But a dude named Richard Ford, um, who's going to come up later, discovered them through this article and joined them. So the idea of people people were running these segments on them calling them crazy and people were still joining them because they'd seen them through here, right? So Richard Ford renames himself to Rio D'Angelo and joins them. Interesting. Yes, Rio D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, at this point wow, um, in time, dude, yeah, Rio D'Angelo's... <laughs> sandwiches. Succulent sandwiches. <gasps> succulent sandwiches. 
Yes. Back to the sandwiches. Back to the deli man. That was his most yeah. popular Yeah, wait, adventure. this is full circle. It's sandwich time again. Yeah, that's true. We sandwiched it. Rio D'Angelo's. He knew all along, <laughs> dude. So oh, at this point, at around this time, an AM radio show featured a theory called the companion object theory. If you don't know what that is, um, feel free to Google another time, but I, I literally don't even have enough time to get into it. But it's essentially a theory regarding um, companion objects and things along those lines, obviously. But they speak about uh, Haley's Comet on that several times. And some people think that this is what contributed to Applewhite's obsession with Haley's Comet. So just put that in the back of your mind. I'm, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's just something people say because it was something that was kind of common at the time. So Louis Thoreau contacted them and wanted to have them on his show called Weird Weekends on BBC Two. And Heaven's Gate said no, because it would be an interference with what they must focus on, was the direct quote. Yikes. Which is like, Respect. who knows? So, so they're not, also. they don't want to talk to anyone at this time. Very weird. Um, they keep growing in members. They keep traveling, and uh, they keep using the internet, um, their weird website together. So, Sam, have you ever been to the Heaven's Gate website? Yes, I have. Yes, yes. Jess, have you? No. Oh, go to it right now. I, I think it's okay. kind of important. The website like hasn't really changed at all, um, and there's still two people that run it. There's an email. I actually emailed and tried to get some of their information. Um, they tr- they still try and charge for it, and I'm obviously not interested in giving them any money, but when you look at this website, you'll see that it looks like it was built in 1995, because it literally was yes. everything. It, nothing has changed on it. It is literally enough to make your eyes bleed. And I know I keep saying literally, but I am telling you, you look at this website for more than 10 minutes. It's a whole lot it'll of hurt. And they have all of, yeah, yeah, they have all of their yikes. books, all of their transcripts, transcripts of videos of the crazy dude, Mr. Applewhites. And um, they're all up on there and it's all white on black background with like space cosmic background. It's Oh no, it's not white on read. black. It's like, it's like, pastel turquoise and like neon pink oh yeah yeah it's it's no good it's it's just very hard to read so it's bad so yeah that's the website that website which hasn't changed since then but they still update which is kind of horrifying their mailing address is here yep it is um it's still there yeah you send 45 bucks to that address and they'll send you one of their books back oh yeah yeah so that website still exists and this was the dawn of the internet that website was actually incredible looking for the time believe it or not so that got a few people interested and it got a few people to, you know, get into it and start looking at it, which is just really weird to me. So at around this time in nine, so I guess well, not around this time. So let's fast forward another 10 years, October, 1996, the crew was a lot larger at this point and they wanted to rent a, a home and call it a monastery. So they rented a very large home in Rancho Santa Fe, California. It was a 9,200 square foot home. Yikes. Holy they crap. Rented. Jesus, that they rented? They rented it. They paid $7,000 a month for rent in 1996. And they paid it in cash every month. Holy shit. And uh, at this time, they also purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover 50 50 members. Only 50? Household and would pay it. And would pay one million per person, and Fuck, it covered dude. death by aliens. Fuck, dude. So I'm sure you see where this is going. Kind of uh, not not good if that's what they're starting to purchase. So on March 19th through March 20th, um, Marshall Applewhite taped himself um, in a video that he called "Doe's Final Exit," and he spoke of a mass suicide and talked about how he was the only way to evacuate this Earth. 
and uh, he asserted that a spacecraft was trailing um, Halley's Comet and that the event would represent the closure of Heaven's Gate. Wow. So Applewhite persuaded 38 of the followers to prepare for this final ritual suicide so that their souls could board this, uh, you know, this supposed UFO, which not not good. So Applewhite no. believed that um, after their deaths, uh, a UFO would take their souls to this other level of existence above human, which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Um, their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message. And the messages are really weird. I watched a few of these a while back, but you know, it's just not something I wanted to watch again. All yes. of the members are really, really calm um, and acting kind of normal. None of them really, like a few of them get a little emotional, but none of them really display any sense of fear at all, which is just like very strange. Yeah. Not good. Um, like they're all just very kind of blase about the whole thing. Like They're very confident in their beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very strange. So, Oof. so at this point, they all took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce and pudding um, and washed it down with vodka. And then they put plastic bags over their heads to try and induce asphyxiation. All 39 of them were in the exact same outfit. They were wearing black shirts and sweatpants with brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes and armband patches that read Heaven's Gate Away Team. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh my Yikes. God. <laughs> I don't like that. Very bizarre. Um, oh. And it's also a reference to Star Trek, which is a little strange. So, Oh, no. Not good. So oh. um, each member had a $5 bill on them, three quarters, and three quarters in their pockets. The $5 was allegedly to cover vagrancy fines, and the three quarters were to make phone calls. I don't know where you're going to make what? phone calls on yeah, this spaceship. Yeah, where? But- um, I think that's I think that's what they allegedly always traveled with, like as members of that thing. That was their whole thing: is you carry five bucks and three quarters on you. But like, I don't understand why you would need it when you're going into space. Like, are you going to use like a space <gasps> telephone? Space phone. I don't think those take quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably I not. I, I probably don't know. Not. I just like don't think they take people money there uh, anyway. So I thought that was weird. They had all that money on them, but. Um, once a member was dead, one of the living members would arrange the body, remove the plastic bag from their head, and pose the body so that it was neatly in its own bed, and they'd cover them with uh, some cloths for their privacy, even though they were already dead. So the identical clothing, the fact that they all had the same outfits on, was used as a uniform for the mass suicide, and it was supposed to represent unity, while the Nike decades were chosen because, quote, the group got a great deal on the shoes. That's so good. <laughs> what? There was a sale, so we all got Literally. Some. So something funny, I want you to Google right now, Sam. I want you to Google um, Nike Decades for sale and tell me for how fucking sale. expensive these. Are they these. ungodly you, expensive? Are you, they are, so they got canceled immediately after this mass suicide. They are some of, one of the, some of the more expensive shoes on eBay. Nike Decades, if you find them even used, they're like $700, $800 new they're in the thousands. I'm trying to find... They're some of the more desirable... Wow. Yeah, sneakerhead sneakers, because they're so fucking rare. Like, I mean, obviously... $5,000. $6,660. Yes! The ones that got dyed in, obviously, you know, those aren't going to get sold on eBay, and they canceled them immediately, and, you know, people back then Holy weren't sneakerheads. They just fucking wore their sneakers, right? So, 
Um, there aren't really a ton of them left, so they're really expensive because they never, they never made any more of them. Because I mean, I, to me, those are like the original New Balance dad shoe. Yeah. And any listeners out there, I want you to Google these and look at how haggard these shoes are. Like, I wouldn't be caught dead in these shoes. The description on this one is so weird. What does it talk about? Nike, okay, this is an original pair of Nike Decade running shoes in black and white. Nike promptly discontinued this classic running shoe soon after it was in the headlines. This particular pair was was uncovered in a storage unit in Arizona, which housed several pairs of never-worn vintage Nike shoes. So, it was found in a storage unit in Arizona. In the original box. I wonder if he bought more. He bought more and stored Might it because they weren't sure how many people they were gonna have. Maybe I have no idea. Or maybe what if what if this is one of the people that backed out? Did anybody Might back out? So yeah, so we're not I'm we're sure. not there yet, but yes, um, okay, a, okay. a few people backed out. So everybody that was living in the house at the time, though, none, nobody backed out. Okay, but they got a great deal on the shoes, so it's lit. They got so, a great um, deal on the shoes. All right, yeah. clearly they bought a fuck ton of them. Holy shit. So it's believed that it took them um, about three days to die and that they died in three groups. The groups were of 15, 15, and then nine, and they all obviously tried to clean up after each other, but the last group couldn't clean up after itself. So um, Applewhite was in the last group, um, and he was the last person whose body had a purple sheet over its head. There were two remaining that did not. They sent out those videos that they wrote, that they made to former Heaven's Gate members and affiliated persons. Um, and they sent out some videos to BBC Two's department responsible for Weird Weekends, which was the program that they <gasps> declined to participate in earlier. Oh, no. Which that's is, awful. Just as like a Here's a weird you. weekend for you. <laughs> like, 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 what, like, what the hell, guys? Um, they did that, which is Holy yeah, shit. horrifying to me. So if you remember this name from earlier, uh, Rio D'Angelo, mm-hmm. um, yes. he received a package in the mail. Um, the package contained that video, Doe's Final Exit, and uh, it contained a few other farewell messages from the followers, and it contained a letter that said, we have exited our vehicles just as we had entered them, um, amongst a few other bizarre things. So he was like, oh, that's not good. So he got the package was to his boss. He was like at work, and he was like, hey, uh, I need a ride. So they were, drove from L.A. to the old Heaven's Gate mansion. And he found the back, all the doors were locked except for the back door, which was obviously unlocked on purpose. He used a video camera, went inside, videotaped what he found. He left the house, told his boss what he saw, who had waited outside for him. What, what an awesome guy. How, how many bosses would drive you like four fucking hours for something like this? And he was like, hey, we need, we need to call the fucking cops. So they get into the car. He calls the fucking cops. Um, they, you can, you can find the transcript of this video online. He remains anonymous. Um, I think he goes to a payphone, remains completely anonymous. It's 3.15 PM on March 26. He suggested that they check on the welfare of the residents. He said, yes, I need to report an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? They say, okay, this is regarding to what? And he said, this is regarding a mass suicide and I can give you the address. Holy would be a very imagine getting yeah, that fucking because the guy's calm dude. as shit too oh the guy's calm God. as shit he's not calling in like freaking out because he like already knew it was going to happen and drove down exactly. for four hours exactly. knowing it was going to happen right like he's not panicking anymore he's just like okay yep so you get a call from this dude that's just like uh it's a mass suicide i got the address like see you later so a single deputy shows up goes in sees 10 bodies smells the home is like fuck this gets out waits till more people show up they search the home 
Um, no survivors, and all 39 of the bodies are cremated. Wow. Jesus fuck. That's terrifying. Yeah, so to me, the weird part about this whole thing is um, why they trusted Rio D'Angelo. Why did they, why did he give, I, I don't know what the reasoning for uh, them trusting him to do that final stuff right to do all that maybe they sent out a few and he just happened to be maybe he was the closest the one only one that closest or the only one that took it seriously or like because he was like a that. former member right that's yeah, like what was. his deal was maybe he just like had a really good like yeah like relationship had, like, a really with good people repu- reputation with them and shit interesting i yeah. mean he kept his he kept his changed cult name after he left right so obviously yeah, he still yeah, yeah. had something going on about it so so the aftermath of this was that Heaven's Gate, um, it was widely publicized in the media as an example of mass suicide, obviously. Um, when the news broke and there was the relation to Haley's Comet, uh, Alan Hale was drawn into the story because he had, Alan Hale is um, a well-known astrophysicist and he was the co-discoverer of the comet. Ah, oh, cool. that makes sense. And he went on and said uh, that he had, well before Heaven's Gate existed, he said, we are probably going to have some suicides as a result of this comet. The sad part is I'm really not surprised. Comets are lovely objects, but they don't have any um, apocalyptic significance. We must use our minds and we must use reason, which is really weird. He discussed the scientific significance and the popular lore of the comet um, and gave more of a personal account to his discovery. And then he lambasted the combination of scientific illiteracy willful delusions um and that radio talk shows hosts deception um about that object permanence and the imaginary spacecraft following the comet and things along those lines so um dr hale kind of went back and blamed that radio show that i talked about earlier and was like what were you doing like you're putting all these like fucking stupid ideas in people's heads and yeah so he kind of went back and blamed those guys for that i kind of get that yeah yeah so the news of those 39 deaths um in rancho santa fe motivated a copycat suicide of a 58 year old man um that said he wanted to go on the spaceship as well essentially um yeah and and tried to imitate a few of the things they did interesting um, and at least um, three former members of Heaven's Gate um, also died by suicide in the months after the mass suicide event, thinking Yikes. that they'd be able to oh, like shit. catch up with them or something along those lines. So they, a, a few of the members, Wayne Cook, uh, Chuck Humphrey, um, in 1997, tried to do the same thing in a hotel, but one of them survived. And another member died by suicide by shooting himself on May 11th, trying to do the same thing as well. Um more and more members kept doing it. I think it was a total of like eight or nine. Jesus. So there, there. So after all that, it finally settled down. There are two former members, and I don't know if you can call them former members because they still they're they run the members. website, right? So, um, yeah. Mark and they Sarah run the website, King, but yeah, you can't be a former right, member if you exactly. Run f- you're, you're sending the people fucking books and shit, right? So, yeah. um, Mark and Sarah King of Phoenix, Arizona, they still maintain the website, um, the email addresses, and everything. The website now contains a big passage about the mass suicide and the reasons for it, and um, they do not identify themselves in interviews at all. Jesus, that's weird that they would like that they would like have those two people that like keep it going. That's very yeah, strange. That's strange. Keep it going, but don't really keep it going because they're not like talking about it. I don't know. Right. Okay, so in my head, they left two people in charge, right? So these are the new 
two, right? Yeah. That survived the apocalypse and go on to tell the story. Oh, like you ew, need someone yeah. to fucking carry on your legacy. Like that's what's the point? Otherwise? But they're not like actively like spreading anything, are they? Like, are they actively like? No, you need to like basically call. They run that website and that's it. They don't send out like emails or anything like that. They basically if you say if yeah, you ask if you fine, if you me- email them and say can you join, they say no, it's over. Yeah. So what's the point of keeping it? Okay. No idea. Money. The legacy. Maybe money. I don't think they make much money, but... Maybe they get money from people viewing their website or something like that. Maybe. They have no ads. They don't host ads, so I don't know how they get money. That's true. I don't know. That's weird. So that's that's it for the history of um, the actual cult itself. Um, it's only 652. I can go into some of their beliefs if you'd like me to, but I, I that's a would, lot. I would love for you to, actually. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, totally absolutely. fine. So, okay. Um, I'm kind of uh, picking a lot out of uh, Wikipedia here because most of the sources... We take everything from Wikipedia, I'm just saying. You gotta see, you gotta think most of the sources for this, if it's not regurgitated through someone else, it's literally the ramblings of a madman, and I just don't have the brain capacity to go through that right now, because that's quite literally exactly what it is. It's it's this dude fucking screeching on paper. So, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Set on that. Yeah, so Heaven's Gate members believe that the Earth would be recycled, which they also referred to as wiped clean, renewed, refurbished, and rejuvenated. Um, and they believed that that would happen before... Refurbished? Yeah, refurbished. Earth. They believed it would happen before 2027. And that the only chance for their consciousness, which they sometimes call the soul or mind, to survive was to leave their human bodies at an appointed time. Wait, I already have a question. You said before sure. 2027? Correct. So why did they do it? Because that then? was the only time Haley's comet was going to go by okay. while they were alive. I guess I just don't. Okay. I guess I. So still they believe that was the only way to do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're acting like any of this makes sense, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's um, that's true. That's true. So I, I think Haley's comet only comes by like once in a lifetime, and I think they thought, okay, this is our chance to get on spaceship, or we're going to miss it. Lol. So. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. Um, so that's what they believe. They believe that the only way to survive was to leave their human bodies at that time. And initially, they told everybody that they would be transported with their bodies aboard a spacecraft that would come to Earth and take the crew to heaven. Um, and that was going to be the next level. Um, but after Bonnie died, it, it fucked with Applewhite's doctrine because Nettles was allegedly chosen by the next level to be the messenger, but she died. So she couldn't. Yeah. So she must have gone on without her body. So she can't leave physically to outer yeah. space. So the belief system, he had to rewrite it to include the leaving of consciousness oh. from the body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, that's your spaceship. It's your spirit, LOL. So because the, the group was against right, right. suicide. And, and that, that turned off a lot of the members. A lot of the members were like, wait, I'm not going to get in a spaceship. I have to fucking kill myself. Um, so yeah. a lot of people yeah. were like, uh, maybe I'm not super into this. Yeah, Which, I love that. Right. That's what it took. I love that. That's what it took you. But you were cool getting on a, a strange alien spaceship. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. me up, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, still over forty people were like, yeah, no. Yeah, thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine people are like, what's popping? Oh no, there were the people afterwards too. But they missed yeah, the ship. They yeah. missed the ship. Those people couldn't even get on the ship. They, they think there was like a little like rowboat behind Halebop's comet that was a little slower that they were going to catch. Uh, I don't. Maybe they thought it was going to circle back around or something. I assume that the comet was in vicinity for a little bit of time. You know, they were going to swing back around after a trip to like Burger King or something and pick them <laughs> Wait up. Wait for me. I'm late. Taco Bell in space. Yeah, I was going to say some like fucking. <laughs> so um yeah, so when she died, shit started to get a little weird. Obviously, the group uh, claimed they were against suicide. 
they defined suicide in their own context, which meant Ugh. to turn against the next level when it was being offered. And they believed that their human bodies were only vessels meant to help them on their journey. So suicide was not allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to join the next level, which was remaining alive instead of wait, participating wait, in the suicide. So they're saying that suicide is not committing suicide? Cor correct. Suicide was keeping your vessel on Earth or your spirit on Earth. That's what they told their members. They're like, this isn't suicide. This is living, bro. Um, so they kept using the word vehicle as well to talk about their meat bodies, I guess. <laughs> so um, this, to me, is one of the weirdest parts. So the members of the group added ODY to their first names that they adopted in lieu of their original given names. Um, and that defined being a children of the next level. So having OD, could you give an example? OD at the end. Um, God, why, I had some. Why OD? I, you're acting, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I need to remember because if you, you go said to the to website, ask questions. you're right. You're right. So no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back to the website because on the Heaven's Gate website, I had an example. I, I absolutely had an example because there were there were like excerpts of things that. So was it? Would it be like Sam Od? I I think so. Well, they give you a they give you a different name, right? Like remember that one dude's name was Rio D'Angelo or whatever right. Rio de Janeiro. Right. So Rio D. I I dumb. No wonder he left. Let me let me see. I need to find it. There was there was one. I want to see the book. Give me the book. Here we go. Appendix A. Appendix A. Student. Oh, my God. Student statements. And here are some of the names. And they do all end in O-D. So there's An-Lody. Yes. A-N-L-O-D-Y. There's Jinody, which is J-N-N-O-D-Y. There's Ligodi, which is L-G-G-O-D-Y. There's Snody, S-N-N-O-D-Y. There's Stamody, S-T-M-O-D-Y. Brunody, B-R-N-O-D-Y. I can just hear Jess cracking up in the background. Snody. My favorite is Custody, Q-S-T-O-D-Y. Custody, yes! Well, you know what? Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what Custody had to say. It's my ode to tea and dough. What this class has meant to me. It would take me. Oh, is that why it's Odie? Because it's wait. Doty, probably. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, this. These are the all. All of these testaments are the ramblings of madmen. Correct. So, um, I'm not going to read any of those because it's too strange. So, um, that's that's why their names were. That's how their names were all Odied. So you'd probably be Sam Odie, but we'd give you a dumb name first, right? You'd be your name would get changed to like G Geronimo, and then you'd be Gerody. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they believed that to be eligible for the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment that they had to this planet. So that would be your family, your friends, your sexuality, your individuality, your job, your money, your possessions, etc. Except for your sweet Nike kicks. And um, the evolutionary level above human, which is Tela for short. Tela? Tela. <laughs> um, well, uh, tell at your girl. Um, was a... As a physical, uh, so the evolutionary level above human was as a physical corporeal place, another world in our universe where the residents live in pure bliss and nourishing them, nourish themselves by observing, absorbing pure sunlight. At the next level, beings do not engage in a sexual intercourse, eating or dying. These things make us mammalian here. Heaven's Gate believed that what the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial and that everyone was just absorbing pure sunlight and vibing out. At, at the evolutionary level above human word word <laughs> interesting it's kind of like eating berries we out here vibing yeah, they're just vibing 
basically what plants do here absorbing pure sunlight just sunlight pure sunlight no emotions 100 percent uv with the pulp included <laughs> extra pulp of sunlight pure sun pulp yeah um so are you ready for this just sunny d what member oh, members of heaven's gate believed that evil space aliens called luciferians falsely nice. represented themselves to earthlings as god and conspired to keep humans from developing Technically advanced humanoids, so these anvi- these aliens have spacecraft, space-time travel, telepathy, and increased longevity. They use holograms to fake miracles, carnal being- beings with gender, and they stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. Heaven's Gate believed that all existing religions on Earth had been corrupted by these aliens. Okay, honestly, I can vibe I can get this. behind that. Yeah. Yeah, you like the fake miracle holograms you can yeah. you can get on that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. And that they all have a spacecraft and space time travel. Hey, yeah, that's good. If you can, it, so normally my thing is like, if you can produce something amazing right in front of my face, I'm like, I'm all about it. Like, cool. I'm, I'm holograms. Like, I don't care if it's a hologram. <laughs> I've never even seen a fucking hologram, so I'd be down to see a hologram right now, That's and true. I'd be like, I'd be like, yes. 3D printing still blows my <laughs> fucking mind. Hologram me up, homie. Gram me. <laughs> That's it. Gram me, That's bro. where my brain stops. Instagram. Insta hologram. Wow. Insta hologram. Holla at your girl. We got a shink about that. Holla at your bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now we're just saying words. It's great. Right. Okay. So, um, Moving on. blah, blah, blah. They believed Ow. that all of the existence. What the fuck? What happened over there? <laughs> Ruben. You just got bopped, dude. Go sit down. <gasps> she growled at me. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you in the face. <laughs> Karma. I think we're even. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Okay. So, um, they believed that all of their religions on Earth had been corrupted by these goofy alien boys, and that's that. So, um, <laughs> although these goofy alien boys, <laughs> yeah. So, although these basic beliefs of the group stayed the same over uh, most of the years, the details of their ideology um, were flexible, and they kind of constantly went went under change. Like while they were moving along, they kind of constantly changed their beliefs as they were rolling. So, they kept changing mm-hmm. the way you would enter the next level. Yeah. So, like we were talking about earlier. You know, it was going to be by a spaceship, and then it was you killing yourself, which is interesting. They started placing a lot of importance on the idea of Satan, um, and they added several other New Age concepts. One of the concepts was the belief of extraterrestrial walk-ins, um, which was when the group began. Applewhite and Nettles taught their followers that they were all extra, or that they were both extraterrestrial beings. However, after the notion of walk-ins became popular within the New Age subculture, the two changed their tune and started calling themselves. Um, extraterrestrial walk-ins instead of um, What's just a extraterrestrials. I believe a walk-in is um, a concept very similar to being possessed by a spirit. So you're saying you're possessed being by, possessed by an alien, alien? In, in your soul. Okay. The same alien that possessed Jesus, correct? Oh, right. is that what... It... He thought he, okay. he had Jesus' yeah. soul and that she had God's soul yeah. somehow. The red strings yeah. are connecting. Are they? Oh, yeah. Not completely. There's a few that are hanging off, kind of like, I don't know what's going on there. But anyway. Anyway. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, keep going, Jeff. So anyway, the concept of walk-ins really helped them um, because it helped them kind of uh, starting from what they consider to be clean slates because they were no longer considered by Heaven's Gate to be uh, people that they had been... (sighs) 
basically the concept what? of walk-ins what? aided Apple White and Nettles in per personally starting from what they consider to be clean slates. In this so-called clean slate, they were no oh. longer considered by members of this Heaven's Gate group to be people that they had been prior to the start of the group, but they're new people. So they didn't have to like yeah. explain their previous life to people anymore. They're like, no, we're the aliens now. Oh. Right? Like, so I'm not this, this, this person this, anymore. So I'm this person now. people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gave them a way to erase their human personal histories as the souls who formerly occupied the bodies of Apple White and Nettles versus who they were now, which was Jesus and God. But bro, oh, you did so good with the Dowie thing. See. Agreed. You, you know, what happened to Delhi, dude? Delhi thing. Where's Delhi, dude? Where's his soul? Well, clearly they had enough money to fucking rent a mansion. Yeah, well, that's what that I'm was saying. Like, Where the fuck them. did well, that money come from? Some of them were rich. They were 39 people in there, and some of them were rich as fuck. <sighs> okay, yeah, you're right. That's, ugh, that's still just crazy. So, um, the final thing was, uh, Apple White and Nettles adopted the uh, ancient astronaut hypothesis, and... The term ancient astronauts is used to refer to various forms of the concept that extraterrestrials visited Earth in the distance past. Applewhite and Nettles took part of this concept and taught it as the belief that the aliens planted the seed to the current humanity millions of years ago, and we have come to reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join the ranks of flying saucer crews. Hmm. Only a select few members of humanity will be chosen to advance to this transhuman state, and the rest will be left to wallow in the spiritually poisoned atmosphere of a corrupt world, is what he said. That's yikes. depressing. Okay. Yeah. 100% yikes. With sweet, sweet kicks, though. That's true. That's what you're missing. So we're some pretty sick kicks. So um, that's it as far as their um, you know, beliefs go. Um, I could go over some techniques that they used to uh, get into the next level, if you want. Oh, God. Yeah. Sure. If you'd like. Yeah. So. According oh, to Heaven's yeah, Gate, once the individual has perfected himself enough through the, pro the, the quote, process, quote, Gross. there were four methods to enter or graduate, also in quotes, to the next level. So that's physical pickup onto one of the tela, the elevated level of whatever, spacecraft, and you're getting transferred to a next level body aboard the craft. In this version, which is a quote unquote UFO version of the rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth, collect apple white nettles and their followers, their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfected beings. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some observers to characterize the group as um, a UFO religion. That obviously ended up changing after, after Nettles passed. So um, the second way to get there was natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Here, the graduating soul would leave the human container for a perfected next-level body. You just get and put into a dope new body. My Sick. next level bod. With fat cheeks. Ba -ba -ba With fat bod. cheeks and perfect abs. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. third one was uh, outside persecution that leads to death. So after the deaths of um, the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, which is a whole nother thing, Appleway was afraid that the American government was going to come and murder the members of Heaven Gate, Heaven's Gate. He was worried that they were going to you know, get attacked by the government. Like so, a few uh, other cults had. Okay, that's perfectly. Yeah, valid. so he added in a third way, which is um, outside persecution that leads to death would get you onto the UFO as well. Because if whoa, they couldn't whoa, get whoa. what? Okay, keep. I'm sorry, keep going. No, no, no. So you know what the Branch Davidians were? You know what Waco, Texas was, right? Yes. So he, after that happened, he was like, "Oh shit, the government might kind of try and come for me." Let me add this in. I'm going to add in to my religion that if I get killed by outside persecution, I will also get a new body. Oh. So if you do something so bad where you get the death penalty, that's um, good. 
I'm not in their sure. eyes. Or you just get raided and like the SWAT shot. team comes yeah, in. Yeah, I think they viewed that like, as yeah, an exactly. unfair you persecution. You just get shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that, okay. You know what? <laughs> unfair persecution, that's also valid. It's true. And then the fourth was um, willful exit from the body in a dignified manner, which uh, Suicide. near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that they might have to abandon their human bodies to achieve the next level, just like Jesus had done. So that occurred. When what? He, he, he theorized that they might have to abandon their human bodies to achieve the next level like Jesus had done because Jesus rose from the grave three days after he died, right? Oh, okay. I was like, did Jesus not die on the cross? Like, that's not dignified. Like, fuck, dude. Nah, he's saying that... Uh, you need to be wearing a they, sick they need to They need to die like Jesus did, so... Wearing sweatpants. Yeah, and wearing sweatpants and sweet and Nike. sick Nikes. That you, gotta, you have to remember that they got a great deal. <laughs> On the Nikes. I will never forget never that. Forget. Don't even worry about it. The group, quote, got a great deal on the shoes. <laughs> all right, that's it. The, the group was open to adults over 18. Um, mm. You were devoid of pretty much all indulgences. Everything was communally shared. They always only carried the $5 bill on a roll of quarters. Eight of the male members of the group, including Applewhite, went under, uh, voluntarily got castrated in Mexico um, as uh, extreme means of maintaining the lifestyle of being non-sexual interesting yeah they, they initially tried to have one of their members a former nurse perform the castrations but uh the initial attempt was very unsuccessful and someone almost died and oh, it caused two people to leave the cult so holy shit oh my Everyone god after that followed uh, they went to uh they went to the hospital for it wow okay someone almost died yep. what yep. they almost killed someone by chopping their balls off sounds fun to be that guy but um yeah, so allegedly a lot of the money they made as well, because Jesse had questions about this, um, they ran a business named Hire Source, and they developed websites for people in 1990. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yep, so that's that's it. So why didn't they just... Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so they figured out all these like separate business plans, and for some reason, they said, nope. None of those were, nope, none of those worked. No, I don't dude, like are any you of kidding those. me? We're going to do this other thing. S selling sandwiches aren't going to get you onto Haley's comment, Jess. Those sandwiches <laughs> but they could just re But they could just rewrite everything, right? And say that That's it was That's true. Like I mean, sandwich... he, he could say that sandwiches are how you get to the next higher level. He really could do that if he wanted I to. I think that he? was, you know what? I think that was where he was going with it. And Maybe then he, he just didn't get that too far. Too late. He didn't get far enough. He was eventually going to circle back that's to what the, the d'angelo's thing is about dude oh maybe that's why it was d'angelo he's like d'angelo you are the chosen one when was d'angelo's founded oh shit i'm not looking this up i'm scared google I'm too real founded dedham massachusetts nice 1967 wow so it's only local though i didn't realize that it's only Massachusetts, New, England. New England. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I also words. didn't know that. That's still interesting, though. Yeah. Also, Jeff and I had sandwiches for lunch earlier. I love sandwiches. I do love sandwiches. Seriously, my dream is to open up a sandwich shop. Nice. It's going to be great. Nice. I could see you and Jeff doing that. I've always wanted to open up a bar and sandwich bar in Delhi. Yeah, I just want to do, like, really nice bread, but, like, Fuck tons of bread and like sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing this. 
I see it now. Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? I just Krabs? heard a, a puffy brah. But yeah, that's that's it. That's brah. that's my that's the extent of my Heaven's Gate knowledge. Um, if anyone Holy wants any shit. more information, that was incredible. You can go on the website. All of their passages and shit are still up there on the website. The entire book, the, their like entire Heaven's Gate book, is actually up on there, um, and it's impressively hard to read format. There are videos. That's why they want the forty-five bucks. It's true. <laughs> It's very true. There are uh, videos of that lunatic talking. That's it. That's the story. That's it. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't know most of that stuff. Yeah, people. Yeah, but the kicks, the the kicks still be expensive. Yeah, no. Yeah, I feel like I heard about the kicks. I knew they were trying to get on Haley's Comet. But like, I didn't know any of that stuff about the guy. Or like. Hail Bob's Comet. That shit's fucked. Hail Bop. Bop. Zoo Bop. Wow. Bop's Comet. Don't sue me. <laughs> Zoom Bop. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I think that the only other time I had heard about Heaven's Gate was, I think, and that's why we drink covered it, but Christine covered it, who, like, so... And that's why we drink is, like, half paranormal, half true crime, right? And Christine does the true crime part. So, like, she covered it as a true crime story, and it was, like, really shocking to me because, like, I don't know, I feel like for some reason in my head you're thinking that cults more align with, like, paranormal stuff because of their beliefs, but then you, like, think about it and you're like, fuck. Like, no. You're like, no, it, yeah, like, fucks like people's lives up. 39 people die, yeah. dude. It's scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I draw the line with my true crime content. There you go. That's it. Right there. Cults are the nice little border there. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, okay, I still get to talk about weird stuff. Some of it is like laughable, but uh, holy shit. Holy shit. And that's why cults are scary, folks. Don't listen to QAnon. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, thanks, Jeff. That was that's great. That's it. Yeah. That was awesome. That was incredible. Thank you so much, you Jeff. You are welcome and feel free to have a base broth podcast jeff on again soon yeah that was really nice very informative yes thanks jeff i have one more question for you yeah do you have any marijuana slash cannabis knowledge that you think would be valuable to our listeners i'm not trying to put you on the spot i just know that you know a decent amount and even if there's just like a general PSA you want to do, or this something. goes for all drugs. Yeah. Not that I'd ever do any drugs, um, but uh, <laughs> there's there's a, a, a few theories that go around regarding drugs, and uh, one of them is that uh, the um, I know you two know this because I've probably freaked out about this to you two before, but um, location, location, location. It's just like real estate. So your your body's natural receptors to drugs that you can develop tolerances to. Um, will grow sometimes based on the location you're doing said drugs in. So if you were uh, getting oh, baked in the I same room, this. if you're getting baked in the same room every day, yeah. um, and then you go somewhere you've never been before and get baked there, you're typically going to get um, a lot more baked there. So um, when you're not in an area that you're used to, just uh, remember to slow your roll for a little bit and, uh, and try and be fine. Uh, this the study is a long time study that's actually been proven by. Um, some people in the world wars that got addicted to heroin while they were overseas came back and suffered virtually no withdrawal. Um, the body's, you know, receptors that were expecting those things nearly dissolved themselves. And, uh, 
just didn't expect it anymore. So that's not to say that if, you know, you're having heroin withdrawals, just, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese and sit down and you'll be fine. But um, <laughs> it's just uh, just a more of a more of a I'm not using it as a way for you to get off stuff. I'm using it as a way to tell you to be careful when you're in new areas, because that's also how a lot of people uh, overdose on things. They'll go to areas that they're not used to. Um, they'll take what they're used to and uh, it won't be fun. So uh stay safe and remember that when you're in an area you're not used to things might be a little stronger yes i also have a side comment about that and i think sam will agree with me because we've talked about this before um i smoked cigarettes in college sorry mom and dad and then when i moved home after college i obviously couldn't smoke cigarettes anymore because I was living living with my parents. I couldn't like just go out in the yard and smoke a cigarette without them knowing. So I just like quit cold turkey and I had zero problems, like no withdrawal whatsoever. And it was because it happened when I moved like back into my parents' house. So I was in a new environment yep. and like, yeah. I was not yep. bothered by it at all. Weird, isn't it? Like you might've wanted to smoke a few times, but it's not like you had any like actual like serious withdrawals. Exactly. So. I had no problems. Yeah, very, I was totally strange. fine. Um, so if you want to stop smoking, maybe move somewhere new and stop smoking then. I don't know. I'm just saying it worked. Yeah, that's very weird. Thank you for bringing that up because that's a very, like, interesting concept that I feel like everybody has experienced. Everybody who has done a drug, even when you're drinking. I think if, I mean, drinking alcohol, like you go somewhere new, you have like one or two drinks, you might feel it way more than you would at home. Because you're, like, comfortable That's why when I go to the bar, I have two beers and I'm blessed. Yep. <laughs> Get blessed. And I'm nice. like, it's time to go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Thanks, Jeff. That was great. Yeah. All right. Well. Wow. Wow. I guess that's it. Sam, do you want to... Do you want to... <laughs> do you want to... Sign us out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways. This has been another episode of Your Brain on Weird. <laughs> For... All of our social media links, you can go to yourbrainonweird.squarespace.com and we have all of our links there. All of our art is up on that page as well as the link to our Patreon. And you can also submit your weird stories to us for our monthly Lil Weirds. We would love to Do hear it. from you. Do it. Literally. Do it. We would love I want it. your stories. So, Submit them to us on our website. Give them to us. Give it to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be great. If you could also rate us on Apple Podcasts or leave us a review, that would be really cool. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Thank you again to Jeff for joining us today and giving us some really, really interesting thoughts to think about. There you go. Remember... Uh... Next time there's a mass suicide, buy some sneakers. Oh, <laughs> okay. That is not the lesson I took from that, but if that's what you're going to sum it up as. Yeah, I guess it's a great. decent summary. In that case, I'm Sam. I'm Jess. I'm Jeff. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Bye. 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 <laughs>